You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. The latest edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here today. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about some interesting news surrounding our friend Trevor Bauer, see about some possibilities for the future and his stay in Cincinnati. Also, I'm going to talk about my favorite Reds moment ever at least in in my lifetime. We'll we'll get to all that here in just a minute. But before we do all that, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on whatever current platform you are currently listening to the podcast on. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds and say the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. And don't forget, if you have one of those awesome smart devices in your house whichever brand it is say hey smart device play the latest episode of the lockdown reds podcast and it will play right there for you and if it's anything like mine i've got the one um i've got the google home it's actually pretty good sound too so make sure that you utilize that wonderful smart device that you have in your house. All right, let's talk about the big news. There was a post on the blog Red Machine by our friend Drew Cook talking about Trevor Bauer may come back to Cincinnati after this year. Now, why is that a thing? Because, number one, Major League Baseball and the Players Association came to an agreement that should there be a situation where this season gets canceled, all players due to become free agents after this season would still do so. That's part of it. There's lots more to it, but that's the part relevant to what we're talking about here. Bauer has also said that his philosophy, once his current contract expires, will be to sign one-year deals with teams that he feels meets certain criteria. They respect him, they're a winning franchise, and they're committed to new technology. Now, the Reds would seem to check all of those boxes, as Drew says, and as we can summarize, especially based on the roster. I really think that this team, if we ever get a season going this season or this year, they're going to just absolutely rake and take off. It's going to be so good. But that would seem to check all of his boxes. Also, there have not been any indications, as Drew points out in his post, that he would not not want to come back. Now, I know you got to wrap your mind around that for a second, but it's not as if he has said that he is looking to go other places. It's not as if he has said he is not happy in his current situation. Now, if you remember my conversation with Doug Gray last week, 
we looked at the very interesting video that he posted about his day-to-day life during the offseason, the workouts that he goes through. He has his own company that he runs, the momentum, marketing, and all that different stuff. This dude is driven beyond what most people really understand to be the word driven. I mean, it's far beyond my realm of understanding. So when it comes to his free agency, to say that anybody knows outside of Trevor Bauer himself would probably be false. But we can read some tea leaves with this, and it all stems from a tweet that he sent out during the first round of the NFL draft in which the Bengals, thank the Lord, picked Joe Burrow. He tweeted at Joe Burrow. He said, hey, Joe Burrow, congrats and welcome to Cincy. Big things coming for Cincinnati sports in the next couple of years. Now, first of all, that fires me up. Second of all, that gets my mind rolling about, oh, hey, maybe he wants to stay. Maybe he wants to sign another one-year deal. Whether or not they play, he still wants to be a Red. That sort of thing. That's the positive side of my brain because I have a pretty positive leaning on life. That's just the way that I roll. I feel like, why not? Be happy, you know? But when it comes to looking at this tweet and Drew at blogredmachine.com kind of extrapolates a little bit from there and, and expands on it saying, you know what, this looks like a good scenario for the Reds. And who knows, this could be interesting. But I, I have another thought on this. Are the Reds sunk without him? Now I know, they have an amazing rotation. A rotation, including Bauer, that competes with anybody in Major League Baseball and goes up favorably against most. Without Bauer, they still have a pretty good rotation. Now not as good, but think about this, if healthy. Your starting rotation, Sands, Trevor Bauer, is Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, Anthony DiSclefani, Wade Miley, and Tyler Malley. Pretty decent rotation. Now, of course, that's assuming that the Reds can re-sign Disco. I think that might happen. No real reports or anything on that. I just feel like that's going to happen. I think Disco will stay in Cincinnati. We'll see how right that thought is. But that's still a pretty decent starting rotation because the Reds were at least preparing a little bit, which is nice to see from a Cincinnati sports franchise, by the way, but they were kind of looking ahead with their signing of Wade Miley because it was a two-year deal that they gave him. They didn't give him a one-year deal. They gave him two years at $15 million. So he's still going to be around next year, regardless of what happens with this season. But it is intriguing to think And we're just starting this conversation. We're just starting speculation. Will Trevor Bauer be back? Because even in a normal situation, if we were currently rolling through the regular season as we had hoped, as we had waited for throughout that long offseason, we'd still be wondering if Trevor Bauer is going to be a Red next year because his deal expires and he has said of his plans following this year. But we at least have something, a morsel of a thought, of a hope, to point us to the direction of him staying in Cincinnati past this year. So hold on to that. Think positively. Let's see what happens.
This week, the overarching theme, we're looking at the best moments in the franchise history of the Reds. And when you've been around for 150 years, there's quite a few moments. I'm going to give you my favorite one, my personal favorite one here in just a moment. But before we get to all of that, I wanted to remind you that we've still got that deal out there. And it works really well during quarantine. Download the Postmates app and enter the promo code Locked On to get your first seven days of free delivery of up to $100. And there's no order minimum. You can find your favorite restaurant on Postmates, whether it be fast food or whether you want some O'Charlie's or you want Jersey Mike's, you want a sandwich, something like that. No order minimum under this deal. Download the Postmates app and enter promo code Locked On for free delivery for your first seven days of up to $100. So the next time you're hungry and you're sitting there thinking, man, I really don't want to get out and go get some carry out and I don't want to cook and create dishes and have to clean up after myself, all that good stuff. Go on the Postmates app and find your favorite restaurant and have it brought to you. Anytime you're craving something, whatever you want, whenever you want it, Postmate it. So this week we're looking at memories, and I figured I would start with one that I have firsthand experience with. The most memorable moment in my life as a fan of the Cincinnati Reds. So here's Burdick and here's Bruce. And a high fly ball, center field. He hit it a ton. It's gone. And the 2010 Central Division Championship belongs to the Cincinnati Reds. Jay Bruce explodes the first pitch into the grass and straight away center field. He is being mobbed by his teammates. They met him at home plate. They ran him up the first base foul line. They're approaching the mound. The bullpenters are coming out and everybody's getting in on the celebration at the mound as the crowd roars here at Great American Ballpark. The first pitch he rockets onto the lawn and straight away center field. His 22nd home run of the season, and this one belongs to the Reds. What a scene down on the field. The players, it all belongs to them out beyond the mound. The coaching staff, the manager, they come in very, very slowly. Jay Bruce, the happiest young man in this ballpark, he had a rough night until he got what he wanted and hit it out of here to center field. A home run that wins the game and wraps up the National League Central Division Championship. I can still remember where I was sitting. Section 518 high atop behind the Astros dugout there down the third baseline. Sitting there with a couple of my friends. This was back when I lived in Kentucky and driving up and seeing some Reds games and saw a handful of games that year. And oh my goodness, I just... I remember after that home run, high-fiving every single person I saw. I think I chest-bumped a dude. That was kind of funny. And just yelling Bruce from Great American Ballpark. I parked on the uh, We parked on the other side of, uh, well, I guess it's not U.S. Bank Arena anymore, but uh, we parked on the other side over there down closer to the Purple People Eater Bridge. And, oh, man, that was just an amazing, amazing moment and, and look and when it comes to your favorite moment as a Reds fan your favorite moment looking back 
it's all subjective. I'm not saying that clinch miss is better than anything. I mean, if you talk to my dad, he can remember exactly what seat in his house growing up he was sitting in whenever the Reds won the 75 World Series and when they won the 76 World Series. Well, I know people that remember vividly the 1990 World Series. I was like, you know, a year old whenever that happened, so I don't remember that. The, the memories that I have have only happened here recently. Hopefully we can get some awesome memories in these next couple of years with this roster as is, but I want to hear from you on the Locked On Reds line or on Twitter at Jeff Carr and at Locked On Reds. What's your favorite memory as a Reds fan? And we'll do a Locked On Reds line episode later this week about that sort of thing. But just looking back, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be a, a championship. It doesn't have to be a playoff game. Hey, it, if you were there on opening day whenever Joe Randa hit the walk-off home run, you know, let me know what that's like. Give me a call. Give me a text, whatever you got. If you give me a call, uh, we can put the recording on the episode. But just memories like that, that's what keeps you coming back as a Reds fan. You just you remember those good times, and you're like, man, as soon as we get that back, it's going to be so amazing. And I got a feeling that it's coming here soon. Memories are going to be getting made here pretty soon with this roster and with the way that the organization is really restructuring itself and getting ready to go. But I want to hear from you on your favorite moments this week as well. We're going to be looking at a couple of other different ones throughout the week, but tomorrow. My friend and yours, Stephen Offenbaker, will be on the show. We're going to be looking, like we said uh, last week, we looked at the left field platoon, kind of evaluated last year how Jesse Winker and Philip Irvin did looking ahead to this year. Now we are going to talk about center field, which maybe it's a platoon, maybe it's not. I think we're going to discuss that and more on tomorrow's episode as Stephen Offenbaker joins the show. I'll see what his favorite moment is as well. But that'll do it for today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for listening with me today. And hopefully you're thinking of some memories right now. Let me know, like I said, on the Locked On Reds line at 513-549-0159 or hit me up on Twitter. Make sure, too, that you're subscribed to the podcast. That way you don't miss any episodes at all this week or any week. Hopefully we'll get some baseball rolling here soon and we'll be talking about a successful 2020 with this Reds team. But that's going to do it for the latest edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Now, tell your smart device to play the latest episode of Locked On Major League Baseball, which, by the way, shout out to Sully. He has, and I've forgotten to mention this, but somebody reminded me on Twitter, and so I'm going to mention it now. He's been doing a replay, looking back and seeing what if, what would have happened in the 2012 playoffs. He does that each and every Friday. Definitely check out Locked On Major League Baseball. Sully does an amazing job. He loves the game of baseball probably as much as I do. I don't know. Maybe even more. Who knows? I don't. Comparisons are hard. Anyway, thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.